Dark by Design may contain graphic and or explicit content. Audience discretion is advised. Hello and welcome. I'm Bev. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Dark by Design, the podcast where two creative gals share stories of the macabre to then pick them apart before the nightmares start. Thank you for joining us. So, uh, welcome to episode three. Today's Ooh. topic is a classic New Orleans true crime story and popular ghost attraction. We are talking about Madame <laughs> Delphine Lalaurie, although I'm not sure how to actually pronounce it. Lalaurie. How do you? How do French people pronounce it? I'm sorry. I have no idea. Um, I'm just gonna say la la easily. I love it. Um, We're gonna make this very Americanized. (laughs) It's either we Americanize it or we're growling in your ear. Regardless, I don't know how you take it, but this is definitely not an ASMR podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So 100 not. Oh my goodness. But yeah, if you're curious or would like to follow along, you can find more information on today's topic on the show's website linked down below. And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. you can also see the pictures if you're just listening to it on our Instagram over at darkbydesign underscore podcast. Um, and you know, if you're, if you enjoy this at any point, if you don't enjoy it, go ahead and give us a follow and a like and, um, drop us a comment below to let us know how we're doing. All right. Oh, also, so, uh, and if uh, you, if you would like to watch us record oh, this, yeah. I guess in a way, sort of, I don't know. Anyway, we have uh, this episode is also on YouTube, so you can watch us uh, present the episode to you um, and uh, see all like the the fun stuff and come hang with us. Virtually. Absolutely, <laughs> you can see the face expressions because I will tell you they are not lacking. <laughs> <laughs> and we do talk with our hands a lot, so <laughs> yes, very Italian. I am not Italian. Not even a sliver. I think you are. <laughs> We're just very expressive people. <laughs> We're two very. creative gals, you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, more information, um, let's review uh, New Orleans history before we jump into this. Um, oh, also the demographic of the area in that time in history. Is this English? (laughs) Um, So anyway, we're going to look at the history and demographic before we begin, just to put some historical events into perspective uh, that could have possibly influenced the story, which um, I like to kind of keep in mind before we um, hop into um, the the horrific crimes that have occurred. So, (laughs) yes. Uh, So it all... Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It gets really gross, but I'm very excited to share it with you. (laughs) Bonding over emotional trauma. It's great fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it all starts with uh, Thomas Jefferson. So in 1803, the U.S. and France uh, make the Louisiana Purchase after Spain retroceded the colony to France the year prior. Uh, the U.S. was still a little baby of a country and originally purchased the territory to own and profit off of New Orleans and its coastal land. Um, but Napoleon gave up the remaining territory due to a revolution and San Domingo colony. Thus, we ended up um, essentially lucking out. <laughs> 
which is pretty fun. Um, so after being purchased by the U.S., the economy in New Orleans boomed. The South was already profiting off of its cotton and sugar production, uh, but now steamboats could freely travel the Mississippi River, thus exporting goods to the European market uh, was made even faster than ever before. Uh, but sadly, the yeah, uh, they yeah, like really helped out their economy a lot. But sadly, with the increase in sales meant uh, more labor was needed. And by labor, I mean slavery, uh, forced labor. How fun. <laughs> and uh, thus, New Orleans became the largest slave market in the country. There's probably other uh, things that were involved there, but that became the main hub since it was the main port uh, through um, the Mississippi River into the U.S. So how fun. Gotta love U.S. history, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, um, I love the, uh, like PG 13 version that they give us in like high school and middle school. Yeah. And then you actually read about what it actually is. And yeah. there's just like a ton of slavery and just killing, rape, murder, uh, pillaging yep. all throughout the U S. So just, you know, we totally thought we could own <laughs> other humans, which. Or take things that other people already had. But then again, if they if we didn't, then we wouldn't be here. So then I feel so torn. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a weird situation. So speaking of tons of confusion and complications, um, there are a ton of issues and problems soon became apparent between the English-speaking Americans and the French Creoles, who were currently living in Louisiana before uh, the U.S. purchased it. Uh, so when the U.S. took control over New Orleans, the city's demographic was largely made up of French Creole. Uh, the term Creole during the early days of Louisiana described a person who was born in the colony and was the descendant of French or Spanish parents. The term is a derivative of the word Creolo, which means native or local. And essentially, it was just intended uh, as class distinction. Uh, so, um, another thing to keep in mind is that most of the population only spoke French and, uh, the population also never lived in a democracy before. So that was also fun. Uh, so as you can imagine, a uh, change of ownership caused, uh, a lot of cultural issues, especially in lawmaking and settling disputes. Um, Additionally, uh, the two cultures had different views on slavery. The people of New Orleans followed the what was known as the Code Noir. It was 60 articles that dictated the conditions of slavery in the French colonial empire, restricted activities of the free people of color, and forbade the practice of any religion besides Catholicism. Super exciting. Great. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, considered the most extensive official document on race, slavery, and freedom ever created in Europe. I was enacted in 1685 by King Louis XIV and of France, I do believe, and was officially acquired by Louisiana in 1724, which was about 100 years before all the events of the Lavori Mansion take place. So this has been established for a very long time. Uh, Spain and France followed this code, uh, but the British colonies did not, nor did Britain. So um, hence, the United States did not follow them either, resulting in completely two different uh, views on slavery after yeah. the Louisiana Purchase. The code was followed heavily by locals, despite the increase in Americanization of New Orleans. And it also allowed for brutal punishment, but not torture of a slave. And killing a slave revol resulted in severe punishment of the slave owner. 
I wonder what they meant by severe punishment in that case. Like, yeah, slap like, on the wrist, fine. <laughs> slap on the wrist, or like I don't know, like you get like a very like severely heavily like heavily fined, or maybe even maybe. possibly prison time. Hopefully. I'm not quite sure. But they're like, you can essentially beat the shit out of them, but you can't kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's actually insane. Also, once mm-hmm. again, three episodes in a row will not fail my American education. I did not know half of that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither at all. Because um, I, I was uh, very curious and I was like, what, what's Louisiana about? And I, um, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, what should I know about Louisiana? Like all <laughs> I know like about Louisiana. Yeah. It's like, all right, the Louisiana mm-hmm. purchase and then also bourbon street and, mm-hmm. uh, American horror story. Like that's yeah, all I know. This is very yep. insightful. Thank you right? so much. You are quite <laughs> welcome. So yeah. much. The only thing I have to add on top of your, um, the things you know about Louisiana is, um, I'm a huge Anne Rice fan and, um, gumbo. And crawfish or crayfish, however they say it. But that's about it. Crawdads. <laughs> Crawdads. <Yeah>. Crawdads. <laughs> All right. I just want to go well, there. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I so want to go. I want to go so bad. I want to get my cards read. I want to mm-hmm. have my fortune told. Actually, oh, not my, God, my fortune yeah. told. I definitely want to have my cards read, though. Which is also pretty I fun. Want some, so. Like, yeah, and also fun facts: we have a we have a sorority sister who we graduated with, who's a witch in New Orleans. So we can also Ooh. go top down and see her too. <laughs> ah, we're so cool. Maybe Keep we'll going. have her on an episode. Yeah. Ooh, that's so exciting. Ooh. Actually, that'd be really fun just to talk about like the different practices of like, um, I don't know, witchcraft. I guess maybe yeah, we should know a little about it, and then maybe like the New Orleans and how that culture takes it. So absolutely, many uh, aspect that we can ask her about. So. I like to take that as a subject. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my God. Maybe we can do one live there. That'd be so cool. In the, like, way in the future, but like a live episode in New Orleans. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. My cat keeps right in front of my mic. Absolutely. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would absolutely love to do a live show there. Um, We'll just put it on our vision board. (laughs) Fuck yeah. God, I love a vision board. All right. Well, Thank you so much for the backstory on Louisiana. So Hell yeah, now dude. we're going to go into who Madame Delphine blah, 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 was, um, <laughs> how she came to be, a little bit about her family, and then mm-hmm. uh, we'll go into some of the more horrific aspects of her life. So Sounds Madame good. Delphine Lalaurie. I'm, I'm going to stop that. I'm sorry. Madame yeah, Delphine Mallory was born on March 19th, <laughs> 1787 in Louisiana during the Spanish colonial era to Marie-Jean Learable. I don't know how to pronounce that. L-E-R-A-B-L-E. Oh, bless her maybe. Ooh, maybe. We'll go with it. Yeah. It almost kind of looks like marble almost. But not yeah, really. To Marine Jean Marble and mm-hmm. <laughs> Louis <laughs> Bartholomew de McCarty. McCarty. Perfect. Yeah. Her mom was also known as the Widow LeCompte, which is kind of fucked up, if you ask me, because just <laughs> imagine being your own person and then you're just known as the widow of some guy. Yeah. I feel like then that again, went, hello, eighteen hey. hundreds. <laughs> true. True. It was just making me think like I'm really thankful 
that were in today's day and age where I'm known as Beverly and not Jacob's girlfriend, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> that would yeah. suck. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So going, going on past that, Madame Valerie had six children. So we're going to go through <laughs> their names. There's Marie <laughs> Borgia, Delphine Lopez, Iangulo de la Candelaria. Her nickname was Borquita. If you watch wow. the American Horror Story, she's in there. Marie Louis, Louise, Pauline Blanc. Louise Marie Laure Blanc, Marie Louise Jean Blanc, Jean Pierre Pauline Blanc, Samuel Arthur Clarence LaLaurie. So first of all, Marie Jean and Louise, I feel like those are the only <laughs> names she could think of. I think yeah. three of those kids, she just kind of switched the 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 order yeah. of the names. So yeah, she Marie did. Louise Pauline, and then there's Marie Louise Jean. So what do you call them? Pauline Laure, Jean, Pauline, etc. Oh my god! Oh, there's yeah. two Paulines. That's crazy. But yeah, no, she literally just like just copied and just control it. Control P, control V, control C, control V, control C, control V. Imagine she's like kids screaming name. at one of them, and they don't know which one it is, and they're like, "Burkita, it's you." She's like, "My name isn't even Louise. What do you mean?" But <laughs> do yeah, you think I they called each other by. Um, do you think they called each other by uh, their initials, or do you think they just were assigned numbers, or possibly I feel like letters? Numbers, probably, <laughs> yeah, N- numbers or letters, because I feel like nicknames or one of their surnames would probably be so confusing. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. All in all, I feel like that would be just really confusing living in that household. I, I think this is probably a Catholic thing. What do you think? Oh, yes. No, I do agree. Um, I know my, my grandma had to get like the names of my dad and his siblings approved through the church. So I know I think you're, you're, yeah, like your names have, yeah, it's like a baptism thing. I don't know. Catholics are weird. We just, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> or you might know, it's, is that one of the like 14 That's, baptisms you went through? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how weird it is, but. I'm in know. every church registry, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no, I do agree that it was probably a Catholic thing because on top of it too, her family was French and Catholicism ran deep. Yeah. Also, her parents were from a well-established New Orleans Creole community, uh, so she lived a very comfortable life. Uh, let me uh, dictate you how, essentially. She was a rich okay. bitch. <laughs> um, maybe not a bitch, but she was she was really well off. She didn't have any worries in the world. Definitely uh, because a bitch. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, the McCartys uh, were descended from socially influential French military officers and wealthy plantation owners. And by 1794, her family had over a thousand acres uh, of plantation uh, space, farmland, essentially. Uh, so um, they were loaded. They had lots of money. Yeah. Uh, her her father was knighted as, I don't know what this word is, but Chiv- Chiv- Chevrolet? Chevrolet? Chevalier? Chevalier, thank you, of the Royal <laughs> and Military <laughs> Order of St. Louis, <laughs> or St. Louis. A um, knight her- in the United States? Yeah. Well, it, well That's during, crazy. Like, the, oh, during that time, French yeah. Ruling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, her um, uncle Esteban Rodriguez Miro, I think that's how you say his last name, mm-hmm. uh, served as governor of Louisiana and Florida from 1785 to 1791. And her cousin Augustine DeMarte, De no, sorry, DeMarkey, 
Dan McCarty. Dan McCarty. Oh my God. I just had a stroke. Yes. Oh, these names, man. They <laughs> actually make me feel like I'm having an aneurysm just straight up trying to pronounce them. I don't. Yeah. There's so many, like, well, in my mind, there's like re- repeated um, of the same letter. And I also, I yeah. think, I'm pretty sure I have like dyslexia. So I keep flipping stuff all the time. <laughs> it's a great fun time. <laughs> Her cousin, Augustine D. McCarty, was the mayor of New Orleans from 1815 to 1820. It's not a bad um, term. No, not at all. Um, he was actually in office when, like, during her prime. So she had a lot of social connections. Uh, speaking mm. of which, in her adult life, she was a popular socialite in New Orleans uh, who was constantly holding extravagant parties and balls at her uh place of residence and she was considered uh courteous charming and intensely beautiful um all of her life uh moral of the story if there was any ugliness i'm practically sure her family either hid it away or paid people off or silenced them for good <laughs> so yeah. um i don't think any of the bad things ever got out so yeah and if you guys are watching this on youtube we'll put up a picture right here oh absolutely yeah probably we got the stuff going if you're on the just listening to it uh <laughs> We're going to put it up on Instagram and on our website for you guys to check out um, as you listen along. Mm-hmm. But just to yeah, see all the she cool was very photos. pretty. Yeah. No, she really was stunning. Kind of an asshole, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have so many questions. Like, I kind of want to, like, go back in time just to kind of meet her and see what her personality really was like. Because there's so many stories about her. Uh, speaking of actually spilling the tea, um, I got some tea on her married life, which is pretty interesting. Would you like Ooh, to hear it, my darling? Please tell me, tell me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so she was uh, married a total of three times, which like that's not the tea. Whatever, people get divorced. Um, yeah. But it's what occurred in the marriages, which is uh, the most of the spiciest content of it. So was that English? Probably not. But we're moving fuck on. yeah, one hundred percent English. <laughs> I understood <Thank> it. <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry but the um the spiciest part of everything is not the number of marriages but the quality of the marriages it's <laughs> a better way of putting it uh but her her first husband um she married him in uh 1800 uh his name was don ramon and he was a high-ranking spanish officer and they married when uh delphine was only 13 years old which is like pretty ucky ew but like i guess that was the thing back then so that's disgusting yeah but like also (laughs) yeah but also you were like expected to die by the time you were like 26 so like i get it (laughs) you know what i mean still it's gross um but the good thing is is that that marriage did not last long um because uh turns out their marriage was not approved by ramon's superior officer and he lost his position and title uh, thus, that forced yeah. Uh, thus, that forced the couple to move back to Spain, where Don Ramon died suddenly in 1803, just days before the birth of the first daughter, uh, which uh, then in turn caused Delphine to return back to New Orleans with her family. Uh, needless to say, that was a very eventful three life, uh, three years of marriage. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So she was having her first daughter by the time she was 16. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. I think that yeah. was Borquita then, right? Probably. I don't know. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, actually. The the chick with the super duper long name. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a Spanish name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that was her. But goodness, uh in that three years, yeah, she was married, had a kid. She moved and, to Spain. And yeah, then, like, and moved was back. widowed. 
Yeah. And yeah, it moved across the, the entire like world pretty much. Holy moly, yeah. Now, I'm wondering if she did something to him. That's if what I was thinking, too. she wasn't happy in the marriage, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because he lost his rank, too. And yeah, she, he lost know, his rank. So yeah, mm-hmm. and then he died suddenly, which, you know, granted, that happened a lot back then and still mm-hmm. now, but... Yeah. I want to see if there's any more information on how he died. Mm-hmm. There probably is, but I didn't look too far into it. But I thought it was very... Um, suspicious but hey we're here to speculate wildly until we have uh further proof so (laughs) true (laughs) um so uh speaking of which um by 1825 she married her second husband his name is leonard lewis nicholas just kidding i'm reading the wrong one so just kidding her second marriage was in 1808 (laughs) uh, to a man named uh sean blanc uh, he was a prominent banker, merchant, and lawyer. And fun facts, uh, the year prior uh, in the U.S., uh, the federal prohibition of importation of slaves in the U.S. was signed by our El Presidente at the time, uh, meant, meaning that no new shipments of slaves were coming in anymore. It kind of, I guess, that I, I don't know if it exactly ended the slave trade, but I'm assuming it did. Moral of the story, I tell you this. Uh, because the signing of that document inadvertently caused the value of a domestic slave to skyrocket. And Blanc, being the uh, business bastard that he was, uh, made, a boatload- <laughs> made a boatload of money smuggling slaves in and out of the Louisiana ports. So um, Illegally? Illegally and legally. Uh, so... Yeah, so on record, he had over 350 documented transactions in the slave ports, buying and selling people, uh, essentially just like day traders do, day traders do with stock. So, um, yeah, not fun. Yeah, but the really suspicious part about everything is that Blanc died, either died or disappeared under mysterious circumstances because he just up and vanished one day in 1816. So eight years after marriage, he just either dies, disappeared, mysteriously vanishes. We're not quite sure what occurred. Um, But this guy was shady AF. So like he was doing like a lot of shady things. So I don't know if he maybe pissed off the wrong person or Madame LaGlory had a lot of connections. We don't know. Um, But the result of him dying or, you know, potentially dying uh, caused LaGlory caused Delphine to become insanely rich uh, because he had built (laughs) Delphine. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to give her a title because she, she was a kind of a shit person. So, um, but this, but Delphine was essentially rich as, rich as shit. She was kind of like the, um, what was it? Nicole, Anna Nicole Smith type of thing. Like her, her husband, like the rich husband died and then she was left with like a boat ton of money. Yep. Um, you know, I think that's a bad analogy, but more of the story. Um, so by the time Accurate. she married her, yeah. <laughs> so by the time she married her third husband in 1825, um, she was well off. She didn't. She could just rely on herself. Uh, so her third husband, his name was Leonard Louis Nicholas Lori, uh, and he was uh, essentially her her little boy toy. She was a cougar in the situation because he was significantly younger than her by almost 15 years. And he was uh, essentially just graduated um, medical school. So he was a doctor. 
right? <laughs> yeah. She was like, listen, I'm rich as shit now and Steamy. I will date whoever I would like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a rich bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. She was living the life. A couple things to note about um, Dr. LaLaurie, I'll call him. Uh, is that he was an amateur doctor who never established a practice, which was kind of weird and unheard of at the time. Because once you were a doctor, you're supposed to like establish a practice. So that was kind of weird. Um, he was always overshadowed by his wife's popularity, which is pretty <laughs> fun. Uh, and also the marriage soon showed signs of strain. And by uh, actually and on November 16th, 1832, Delphine petitioned the first judicial district court for a separation from bed and board from her husband, in which Delphine claimed that LaLaurie had treated her in such a manner to render their living together unsupportable. And her claims were confirmed by both uh, her son and two of her daughters from her second marriage. Uh, And the separation does not seem to have been permanent because Dr. LaLaurie was present at the Royal Street house on the day of the incident, which we will get to. But yeah, so there was like some issues going on in the marriage, but like I said, I think he was just like a little pet to her, but hey, they stayed together though. <laughs> so separation of bed and board, did that, does that just mean like he's no longer just, he's no longer allowed to sleep in my bed or? I think maybe that's, I don't know if that's like along the lines of like being like legally separated. separated. I don't, I don't know if that was a considered like a divorce document at all, but maybe legal right. separation. I'm yeah, that'll sure. probably do it. And then also, yeah. um, her claiming that he treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering, Ooh, like, like what he was doing yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But Ooh, what was yes. going on? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you for going into that. That hell yeah, dude wild wild it's the tea it's the tea that we wanted absolutely the tea the (laughs) hottest fucking tea holy shit (laughs) see i love it because it's like i don't normally gossip like i hate gossip in real life like i don't care what people are doing however historical gossip tell me all about it like i want to know i I want to like the shit pile of gossip yeah historical gossip (laughs) hell yeah man like i don't want to stand around the water cooler and like talk shit on people i want to know I want to know what Napoleon was doing on like the down low. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when he wasn't being a dick. <laughs> I want to know how many times George Washington masturbated a day. Like, right? God, is that weird? No. No. Is that weird? At all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So during her third marriage, so they got married in 1825. Mm-hmm. Um, during her third marriage around the 1830s, 1831, they ended up buying the land at 1140 Royal Street. Um, in NOLA, in which she built a two-story mansion um, with slave quarters and all. So we'll put up pictures here, um, just showing you what the mansion looked like in the past. And then um, further down the line, we'll go ahead and show you what it looks like now. Um, It's been renovated a bit. And, like, there's a whole, like, wax museum and exhibit present now that kind of depicts all the stuff that happened in that house, which we'll be getting into. But, um... Yeah, so the two-story mansion had slave quarters, and she managed in her own name with little involvement from her husband. So she was so well-known, she was so well-connected, like Rachel laid out for us, that she was basically, I guess in in back then's terms, the man of the house, 
You know, like she wore yeah. the pants. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. addressed her. It did not address the husband. So maybe that sure. ended up kind of like causing some tension. Oh, absolutely. She was, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know what like the, um, the gender, like social norms were like mm-hmm. back then, especially in like the French Creole demographic but like she was definitely independent and i don't know if that was normal for a like a a woman back then but she was well off and on her own so yeah that would definitely cause some strain i feel like yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um the rear galleries of the home were actually used as a slave quarters um while the rest of the home was occupied by the family so delphine her third husband and her and two of her daughters resided in the rest of the house um, and then tons of parties will ha- were held in this elaborate, elaborately decorated home. So um, only the most like prominent citizens of Louisiana were invited. So, you know, like her cousin, who was a governor, um, all of her social elite friends, Ooh, you know, local judges was also local judges invite list. Fuck yeah. <laughs> local judges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably Emphasis. other like, Yeah. <laughs> On, like, local justice figures in the New Orleans city. (laughs) Yeah, which is how all of this probably went under the radar for so long. Like, Mm -hmm, wild. mm -hmm. But the horrific rumors began after they moved in. So there are actually so many mixed accounts about the way that Delphine treated her slaves. Because it's, in public, it was accounted that she was polite to them and actually freed a couple of her slaves Um, But there are more gruesome and terrible tales about what actually happened between 1831 and 1834. So, again, this is only three years. Um, Mm -hmm. There were many rumors about her mistreatment of slaves that literally everyone in New New Orleans was talking about at this time. Um, And, again, like, there aren't that many detailed accounts considering how close she was with the local judges (laughs) (laughs) and local law enforcement. So, like, all of this yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're okay. only mm-hmm. seeing what most people wanted are to see. Speculating happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What she wanted to, to put out. Exactly. So, yeah. I don't know how. Um... Well, actually, we do. We do talk, I, I do have in the notes, um, there was just like a lot of um, just essentially ass kissing and trying to make people look better than others. And uh, yeah. yeah, just a lot of like politics, essentially. <laughs> Love politics. Love it. Harriet Montenot, the English social theorist, often accredited as the first uh, female sociologist, uh, recounted tales told to her by New Orleans residents during her 1836 visit. Uh, The locals claimed that slaves of LaLaurie were often observed in singular... Oh, were often observed to be singularly haggard and wretched. However, in public appearances... Lalaurie was seen to be generally polite to black people and concerned for the well-being and health of those enslaved. Martineau further wrote that public rumors about Lalaurie's mistreatment of slaves on her property were so significantly widespread that a local lawyer was dispatched to Royal Street to the Royal Street residence to remind Lalaurie of the laws for the upkeep of slaves. During that visit, the lawyer did not find any evidence of any wrongdoing or mistreatment, but the rumors still continued. Dang. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. That's crazy. That is so crazy. But, um, yeah, after that lawyer was dispatched to the house, 
According to one of uh, Delphine's neighbors, she saw a 12-year-old slave named Leah fall to her death from a rooftop trying to run from and avoid a whipping from Delphine. So when I read this, I was just kind of asking myself, why the fuck are you chasing a child with a whip? That's <laughs> so fucked yeah. up. <laughs> That's so messed up. Like, yeah. It's like, one, you just chased a kid out onto the balcony cause just to whip and, like, beat her. But then also, like, dude, you just had the cops show up your door about this situation. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. Also, she's 12. Yeah. Like, she's bound like- to make mistakes. Also, like, chasing her with the whip for pulling your hair. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Do better. Oh, yeah. You can talk about that story real quick. Tell yeah. Her, yeah tell, tell the great listeners and the, the viewers watching uh why the hell she was even doing this horrific crime in the first place oh yeah so (laughs) so you may be asking yourself why this woman was chasing a child with a whip Mm -hmm. i will tell you leah was brushing delphine's hair as was a nightly tradition when she accidentally and i repeat allegedly accidentally (laughs) caught the brush in a knot And more than likely, you know, gently tugged at it to pull out the knot. Delphine allegedly got really angry and chased her around, ultimately leading Leah to fall off of the rooftop and fall to her death. Mm. Crazy. (laughs) Absolutely wild. It's like, it's really sad to hear and everything like that, but also... Like, fun facts about, like, the whole situation. The the hairbrushing part of Leah's story, turns out that was, like, found to be made up. And, like, it was, like, uh, just, like, rumors, actually. What? Uh, that were created, I don't know how long after the, the Lori incident that we'll get to. But um, it is, it's just fiction. But the fact of the matter is there was still a child that did fall uh, to her death on the property. And uh, it was suspected that it was due to uh, cruelty, uh, cruelty and punishment from Delphine. So, fun facts. That, wow, that's wild. I I did not find that anywhere. You are such mm-hmm. an investigative genius. I love you. Thank like, you. you found all of this cool shit. I love it. I love it. That is so cool. Thank you. This whole time, like, ever since I got, like, became interested in Delphine's, like, horror house, I've mm-hmm. like that's one thing that's always come up like her chasing a 12 year old with a fucking whip and I'm just I've just always believed it to be true just like with everything I believe to be true I don't really question much <laughs> yeah or I, well what I've noticed with this story and like a lot of the stories that we've been researching a lot of like they're like the bone structure of the like the essentially like the the minimal plot line yeah. of the folklores or stories or the historical true crime stories are factual but it's like the uh the added spark on top of it to make it like such a horrific crime that we still talk about century like uh well years later might not be true (laughs) that they're like the embellishments that have like perpetuated the story forward in time exactly you know yeah it was still like a a really shitty crime (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah and that death actually ended up leading, like you said, to an investigation of the Lollaries, and they were found guilty of illegal cru- cruelty. So mm-hmm. since she was found guilty, um, she had to forfeit nine of her slaves, which is crazy. 
because one of her relatives ended up buying them back, one of her like many connections, and then sold them back to Lorelai for like a super yeah. reduced price. Yeah. Like so, so. So so you mentioned earlier that when that law was passed that they couldn't do like the slave trade anymore or mm-hmm. at least like bring people into the ports the prices skyrocketed she ended up getting those slaves back for like a fraction of the cost of what they were yeah it was yeah. crazy oh absolutely yeah because all that took place after the the signing of that federal document you know uh oh i didn't even i didn't even put that two and two together but yeah no you're just you're so true or you're so true you're so right <laughs> and i didn't even take that consideration because i was like oh that was just kind of like a really like you know, essentially the Lalauries didn't even get into trouble for anything. But also, too, they didn't even pay anything. They, yeah. they did not pay a damn thing. Yeah. At all. Ever. Uh, yeah, it's it's, the worst it's so crazy. What is wild about this whole story is that all of these investigations and rumors about mistreating slaves all took place within the three years that the family resided at the Royal street address. So LaLaurie's um, Delphine's entire life beforehand, she was always known for being like very nice to um, slaves and people of color, but it was just in these three years when all of these rumors like started and this behavior occurred. So it's very interesting. Um, But all of these uh, hidden rumors at the time of mistreatment finally came to light no pun intended <laughs> because um oh um on april 10th 1834 a fire engulfed the two-story mansion fire brigades and neighbors rushed to save the home and uh those stuck inside jesus that is so crazy um so cool thing about that well not cool thing not a cool thing this is not a cool thing i take that back a fun fact <laughs> a fun fact about that the fire was actually started by a cook um, because she had been chained to the stove and wanted to complete suicide. So this poor lady was about 75 years old and she felt yeah. that that was her only way out after being enslaved literally her whole mm-hmm. life. Um, treated for God yeah, knows how long. Exactly. So she caught yeah, I don't, the kitchen on fire. Exactly. Like, I don't even know if it was just Lawry that was mistreating her or if it was like previous, um, slave owners, but Yeah, she definitely felt that was her only way out. Um, And when the investigators came to investigate the fire, (laughs) um, she basically told them that slaves that misbehaved, right, were sent to the uppermost floor and never came back. Um, And that uppermost floor was the attic of the mansion. Um, So that... Sorry, is this when the rescuers were coming in to, like, essentially clear the house to make sure that no one was left in it? Yeah. And then she told them about the the slaves in the attic? Yeah. Oh, gross. Okay, got it. Yeah, that was, that was the time. (laughs) Could you imagine being a rescuer and be like, hey, by the way, there are more people here, and it's probably in that creepy-ass door on the third floor where no one comes back from. (laughs) Exactly, and they're like, excuse me, what? Pardon? Yeah. Their eyes literally just go. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a great prop. Oh, that's how blind I am. I love it. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, oh, I can't. I, I can't even imagine being an investigator at that time, and just someone telling me, "Hey, yeah, by the way, there's a fucking attic that no one ever returns from." You're like, okay, so where do they go? Like, yeah, I, oh boy, oh god, I, oh, I would hate walking up those stairs. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. the horrors that would wait for you behind that door. God only exactly. So after the fire had been investigated, they came back to check on these allegations and the Lollaries ended up refusing to open the door and bystanders and police alike went to break down the doors and found the horrors that awaited them. So I can just imagine these two people, these two socialites just straight up saying, nope, you can't come in. And then everyone and their mothers outside just going, nope, we're going to come right in. And they just push them out of the way and go up to that attic. I, yeah yeah oh no it's insane i had of course these were also accounts from neighbors after the incident um but people were saying that the the lalleries were refusing to give like entry to help uh rescue their slaves and that they were more preoccupied with yeah they were more preoccupied with removing their um luxury goods from their home yep and their valuables over um yeah, getting out the the people in the home. So they were requesting people to stop searching and to pick up furniture and help them move stuff. So that, that was is awful. so crazy, <laughs> and it's like such a stark difference, like stark stark contrast to the way that people saw her treat yeah, slaves and people of color, like in public, where she was like not courteous, but not fucking rude either. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it was just- so different. Yeah, like her true colors were just starting to show there. That's. Mm-hmm. That's oh insane. absolutely and and the crowd that was gathering just kind of they had it and so the rescuers just essentially busted down the door fuck yeah <laughs> just to see like what was behind this door because they were they were told that there was the people were being brought into that room uh so yeah. uh do you want to you want to tell the beautiful people what uh what yeah. they found <laughs> oh it's, yeah. it's gruesome it's gruesome oh man. my god buckle Can we up do like Here, a, hold on. Let me like just, a fucking let me buckle up Okay. Okay. Click. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, so secured. as we read these things, maybe at the end we'll do the creep factor. But oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh god. It's just nauseating. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So as they walked up the stairs into that third floor that no one ever came back from, they open the door and they look inside, and it's just the most horrific sight you can possibly imagine in fucking 1800s New Orleans, Louisiana's social lighthouse. So, yeah, there were slaves hanging by their limbs, which had been stretched all the way out from one extremity to the other, um, who said they had been there for months. Months. Just in that state, already stretched out, probably being more stretched out on the daily. It's uh, it's wild. Mm. They had no food. They had no water except for what was required to keep them alive. Um, even If you can even call that living. I, at that yeah. point, I'd rather just off myself. It's, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't understand. Like, it. it the quality of life is just non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then other humans were suspended by their necks, um, essentially stretching their necks out, which, which made it hard to breathe and to eat. Um, They had also been there for months. Um, There was someone with an iron collar and one with a head wound so deep and infected that she could barely walk. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which all of this is just crazy to me because her husband is literally a doctor you know like he could have helped them or something but oh for sure and i think the the craziest part about it too is like this is this is like the pg stuff like this is I would rather have done had this stuff done to me than what you're going to get to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like on a scale of one to ten with one being. Sign me uh, up. You know, sign it. me up. Yeah. yeah. Like a little bit of bondage here and there to ten being like, fuck no. Like I'm out of this house. I will never <laughs> see you again in my life. Uh-huh. This was maybe like a two or a three. Oh, for sure. But, um, this is like, yeah, this is going to be painful, but this is fine. I, at least I'll survive, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, yeah, it's, mm, it's still horrible, but not as horrible as what I'm about to get to. Yeah. So aside from, so one of the worst parts about this, aside from the fact that they were being physically tortured, uh, and then also tortured mentally and emotionally is that back in those days, there was already shitty medical care. You know, so wounds like that were naturally easy to get infected if not treated immediately. So they could start, you know, festering and like all the maggots and uh, all the disgusting stuff you never want to deal with. Um, yeah. But yeah, the 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 person with the head wound, um, I don't know, she was never even attempted to be treated medically. So yeah. it was already like infected and festerous, um, which is... Again, just wild to me. Unless, of course, he didn't have any idea of what was going up here. But I feel like he probably mm. did. There's no way yeah. he didn't know if, he, if oh, yeah. slaves were just up and vanishing in the middle of the night, you know. But, oh, sure. yeah, so those were the proven accounts of what happened. I have been totally just avoiding this, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but here we go. Gonna dive right in, you guys. So... Those were the proven accounts. The person with their limb stretched, the person with their neck stretched, and the person with their head wound. Um, the following accounts are all not confirmed, but likely did happen. Um, so, you know, like people said that it happened. There's no actual confirmation that it happened. But then again, how are you going to record that, you know? Mm-hmm. But these might be I don't the know. historical wild speculations. So. Exactly. This might be the historical tea. So, Mm, mm. the way I'm going to put this is, if you've seen American Horror Story Season 3, Coven, this is far worse than that. Um, Far worse than what you saw in some of the scenes taking place in her house. Mm. So, again, trigger warning. If you don't want to hear this, you can fast forward about, mm, I want to say a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. Maybe three. Mm. Give it three minutes and then, you know, skip back if, if you want to hear if, if you, like, move too fast forward. So, um, yeah. All right. So, again, fast forward, trigger warning. Here we go. There were living slaves naked, chained to the walls. Some of them had their eyes gouged out. Gouged out. Everyone was living in their own defecation and urine, which contributed more to the infections of some of, the, uh, some of their open wounds. Um, yeah. Some people had their fingernails ripped out from the root. Mm. <sighs> I can't. That's, I hate that. Yeah. I can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yep. I uh, death over that. Absolutely. Same with someone like ripping my nipples off. I would choose death over that. I oh. can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. But um, yeah. So uh, they there were knees that had the like skin ripped away, exposing the kneecap yeah. and the ligaments. 
So, like, not even just, like, a scrape or a rug burn. Like, they straight up got, like, a knife and a scalpel and just completely took. Yeah, they complete. That's Mm. the word. Thank you. Flayed the skin. Yeah. So, uh, exposing the kneecap. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, my forensics degree is coming in handy and I wish it wasn't. But that's fine. That's okay. We're here. (laughs) Also, if you have, like, actual terms for this, please let me know because I am very curious. Yes, um, please. Yeah, so the they filleted, 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 mm-hmm. like a fillet of fish. Oh, like uh, filleted. No, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh goodness, I don't know now. Oh no. Whatever, we'll run with it. They filleted, <laughs> fished, or filleted the <laughs> the skin on the knee, exposing the kneecap and ligaments, as well as elbows and other joints. So, like hips, mm-hmm. elbows shoulders all of that had the bone exposed um some were missing chunks of their butts in which they literally had gaping holes of just missing flesh which how 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 do you do that do you just take a knife and twist it around so it's a circle that's crazy i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't even know how your mind comes up with this but a lot of them had their ears sliced off so again keep in mind it's the 1800s probably no anesthesia especially because um they were deemed inferior because there's True, slaves which is fucking oh, stupid God. yeah okay. and they were yeah. still hanging by a thread um so they didn't completely take the ear off it was so like they're oh, chained no. up and their uh-huh. ears are just dangling so it's like a wound that never heals because it's slowly oh, ripping apart while they're oh, moving God. it's like it's like an organic earring <laughs> it's like a homemade natural earring. god i hate that yeah that's, the yep, that's thing it. that i've ever yeah, yeah, that I've ever made up in my mind. That is... Yeah. And, like, sorry, the wound, I'm again, having, was like... festering. So, like, they're chained up. Jesus. They can't scratch it. It's an itch you can never actually scratch. So it's just... It's just there. This is making me itchy. But... Yeah, um, actually. Yeah, I'm just... This is like Van Gogh, but involuntary. That's oh the way God. I'll put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some people had their lips sewn together. Um... While they were alive, again, no anesthesia, living living people had their intestines ripped out of their stomach and tied around their waists like a belt. Um, oh, God. Yeah. One of the fire victims had her arm amputated at the, at the elbow and had her skin peeled off to look like a human orange peel. Um, so once they took the this part, the forearm off, they mm-hmm. straight up just, you know, kind of like in um, oh, Black Swan where she arm. like... Peels, peels her, her finger? Yep. Oh, yeah. no. Like that, but with skin. Um, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're almost oh, done. We're yeah. almost done. Uh, one person okay. had her limbs broken and set back together at odd angles so she would look like a crab, um, which kind of sounds like medical shit to me, like some weird medical experiment. So maybe her husband, which also just, what the fuck? I hate it. I hate every second of it. I just can't imagine looking like a crab. Like, your elbow, instead of going like this, bending that way, it's just yeah. unnatural. I don't... Oh, God. I don't understand. And then, last, but certainly not the least gruesome, um, some people had holes in their skulls where Delphine inserted a stick in order to stir their brains. I'm going to repeat that again. She stirred people's brains with a fucking stick. Just, just casually stirring people's brains. Casually. I I don't 
I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> I can't ever imagine being I can't I can't ever imagine thinking of even just stretching someone's limbs, you know? Oh god, yeah. No. I don't um which of those do you think is the worst though? I'm not quite sure. Um <laughs> I oh god. Okay, so I think I'm back. Um I went somewhere, not physically, but mentally. While you were describing all that, um, I hid in my happy place. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't want any of that to ever occur ever. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, God. If I had to choose this awful just torture roulette of uh, options, God, what would I want? Um, I mean, honestly, out of everything, just take my my fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'd rather just oh. do that, man. Oh. That you know, at, you know, honestly, the fingernails don't sound too bad after all that stuff. So, um, I would like to recant my my prior statement, have it stricken from the record, and um, I will take yeah, I will take that punishment instead. But um, oh, absolutely not. So <laughs> it's just oh goodness. So um, if you are imagining that and having a huge emotional reaction to that. Uh, imagine the people who were there when they saw that, uh, uh-huh. or imagine the people who um, were present during uh, the time when every all the slaves were removed from the property. How fun! Also, right? imagine being one of the people that was tortured. I, oh I God, would off yeah. myself. I would, I would, I don't know Holy how. Moly. I would, I would try just when it, yeah. die. Like mm-hmm. no, how do you? My will for life you... is just gone at that point. Mm-mm. Yeah, like how do how do you live life after that? I've seen too many horrors, you know. <laughs> um, but the uh, the worst thing about all of these atrocities is that um, nothing was done about it at all. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, <laughs> fun facts. Uh, once the locals who gathered around the property, the people who saw the um, the tortured slaves removed from the property uh once they realized that the sheriff was not going to show up and arrest the lorries for their actions uh those uh you know local neighbors and people who were just watching all of a sudden turned into a local mob so citizens arrest <laughs> pretty much yeah fuck the rich uh, eat them <laughs> <laughs> take them down yeah they took matters into their own hands they completely demolished and destroyed absolutely everything that they could possibly lay their hands on uh and when a a sheriff and his officers finally arrived they showed up to arrest the the locals but not the lalories how fucking not to make this political but uh nothing has changed Mm. (laughs) oh yeah nothing has changed at all yeah (laughs) Uh, but the good news is i guess um out of everything on that subject or in, in that particular, um, you know, situation is that by the time the cops did show up, uh, the bystanders could have completely destroyed the entire property and, uh, had just demolished it and torn it down. So yeah. like not even the walls, like there wasn't even wallpaper, wallpaper left on the walls. Like <laughs> they were pissed. They destroyed everything. <laughs> yeah. I'd be pissed too. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. A lot of people were speculating that, she was either insane, right, or just sure. deeply, deeply depraved and disturbed. Um, but, yeah, a couple of theories that kind of revolve around this is that some people thought she 
felt anger when her uncle was murdered by by slaves in 1771 um oh. which may have had something to do with it although that's still no reason to literally torture tens of hundreds of people i don't know how many people were actually up there sure, probably more yeah. than 50 you know it was a mansion oh. but oh, yeah. um yeah but so maybe that had something to do with it um the haitian 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 yeah haitian mm-hmm. slave revolt of 1791 to 1804 could have been another factor as well as the uprising in new orleans in 1811 um both of which could have ca- caused like mass fear and hysteria mm-hmm. um so it is said that slave owners in that time began exercising increasing violence regardless of the rules um violence and brutality against their slaves in order to create docility and prevent mm-hmm. recurrences of these revolts. Um, so I guess like the only reason I could possibly think of her stirring someone's brains is to keep them docile. But even then just, mm. I don't, I don't understand. Like still not yeah. a reason for someone to do that. It's yeah, like my thought was, it's like, we get it. They like the French Creole followed the code noir, but mm-hmm. now where they were like, well, since the Code Noir was thrown out by the Americans who bought the, you know, the French colony, were they like, there's no rules anymore. I'm not following yours and mine don't exist anymore. So I'm going to do what I want. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like. <sighs> I just. I feel like there were so many other people doing this kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and they just flew under the radar like she kind of mm-hmm. fucked herself in being discovered by being such a public figure True. Um, yeah because led to her own downfall yeah mm-hmm. she definitely led to her own downfall i don't know it's i don't know it's just it's just absolutely crazy although these could have been contributing factors um to her disturbing amount of violence no at least as far as we know, no other slave owner in the area had a legit entire torture room dedicated to mutilation and violation. So it's just good to hear at least crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But like the most like mind blowing thing about that too, for me at least is that Delphine also had black family members. Um, So (laughs) let's talk about sex, baby. Let's um, talk about so, you and me. I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's okay. I love it. Um, so there was a very interesting, I guess, uh, well, I wouldn't say only tradition practice in Louisiana because, I mean, sex is, everyone likes to have sex. If you're human, you're an animal. Fuck yeah. You like to have I love sex having and, sex. You know. Um, sorry, that was weird. Right? No, it's fine. Sex is a great thing. And uh, in Louisiana, there was a um, longstanding tradition of Essentially, a white rich man would keep a free woman of color as a concubine. So they did not marry these women, but they would have like a straight up, like they would have kids with them, start a family with them. They would buy them property. They would essentially have like a full on family with them, but they would never marry them. It was like my second family. (laughs) Like that's like multiple marriage polygamy type of shit. But yeah, they just never married them. So it was a okay. I think that happened to Marie Laveau. Is that her name? The voodoo queen? She was also in New Orleans. I think... Yeah. I could be mistaking her with a different story, but I think her story was um, around the same time. But she was uh, basically led strung along by a, like a white male about being married to her, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. He oh. ended up dumping her. And then... You know, 
I could be completely Chaos wrong. Chaos and mayhem occurred after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong. That's fair. <laughs> or if I'm no. right. I like, I like positive reinforcement too. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, also, I really don't know much about her, but her name did pop up a lot of the time during the research. So I like to look into her, do her case too. On her. Hell yeah, dude. I want to, I want to know more about the voodoo queen. Fuck yeah. <laughs> She's so cool. I love yeah. her. On top of everything, too, with Delphine and her family, um, her uncle also spent 54 years with a free woman of color, and they had seven children together. Dang. Yeah, like a huge they ass family. Fancy. Yeah, uh, they also uh, lived openly together uh, in uh, St. Bernard Parish, fun facts. And Delphine's father also had a mistress named Sophie, I don't know how I'm going to say her Moussant? last name. Yeah, Moussant, I guess, M-O-U-S-A-N-T-E. I don't know. Moussante. Moussante. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Delphine was actually, fun facts, the godmother of uh, their first child, whose name was also Delphine. Weird. (laughs) Porquita? Oh, wait, no. Not her child. No, yeah, no. Sophie Moussante. Okay. Yeah, it was technically her her half sibling she was the godmother of. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's like a very interesting thing. Uh, But another interesting point that, um, like most slaveholders, the McCartys also periodically granted uh, emancipation to their older slaves. And on occasion, Delphine herself had arranged for the freedom of her own slaves. Uh, But from the time she married her third husband, that's when the rumors began to circulate that she was a really awful slave owner and she mistreated her uh, slaves badly. So... Um, whether that only occurred in that like three year time period or whether that occurred through her entire life, you know, I'm assuming, you know, a leopard doesn't change its spots and she was probably awful yeah. all of her entire life. But if not, we can always like ask like what did cause like the shift in behavior. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I just think they were just always bad people. And this is the first time that the, the curtain was lifted and we saw the, uh, the, the true, uh, nature of the Lalories. So Absolutely. Yeah. And many people believe that um, her third husband didn't know about the slaves and the torture going on like in the third floor. But I think otherwise, you know, Mm -hmm. when her husband was questioned, he stated that people should stay within their homes and mind their own business um, rather than meddling with other people's affairs, um, which makes me think he wasn't as innocent as he seemed and probably enjoyed the torture as much as Delphine did. Absolutely. Um, Unless he was just trying to be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. It is the most most guilty, guilty sentence that you've ever said in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's so damning, but to play devil's advocate, maybe he was just trying to stand up for his wife, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, that sounds a little too fishy. That's like one of the most like, um, yeah, that's just like one of the most like damning sentences that you can possibly ever say. Like, yeah, no, you're guilty. Absolutely. Like, if Jacob ended up dead and the police came to my door, I'd be like, you should mind your own business. I'm going to jail. Straight to jail. (laughs) Or no, you ran and then you told the cops to mind their own business. Yeah, Yeah, that's like the most guilty thing you could possibly do. 100%. (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's also evidence that the torture was going on much longer than the rumors had been around. um, Because Mm. in digging up around the property, they found tons of bodies of dead slaves as well as bodies of children, um, which is just incredibly fucked up. Like, I I can't... They were so rich, they probably had so... 
so many people, you know, like, Oh it, yeah. So many connections just to hide all this stuff. Exactly. And like, again, like around that time, there was a lot of turnover, especially with like trading and you know, shit like that. Um, oh, yeah. So maybe people just didn't bat an eye when, I don't know, the person that was buying the bread in the market just didn't come around and it was a new person. Oh, for sure. God yeah, knows. No, they maybe they were just like upstairs. Yeah. Or if anything, like they probably didn't even give a, give a damn because, yeah. you know, slaves weren't even looked at as people. They were looked at as property. So like they didn't care who came and did this. You know, it's they were essentially so like fucked up. farm animals. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So fucked up. Um, but yeah, another speculation is that since he was a doctor, um, he was actually the one mutilating them beyond repair mm. in order to attempt, uh, new medical practices to cure their wounds. But again, there's no other proof that this ever worked or happened. Um, he's, it's also speculated that he was into practicing voodoo and was attempting voodoo rituals on disobedient slaves to see whether or not it would work for him. But there's also no proof of this either, but I'm okay. leaning more towards, you know, he was doing like medical shit on them. Like I'm just thinking oh, about sure. the crab person. And oh then yeah. Also, like the, the, the brain stirring just kind of reminds me of a lobotomy almost. I don't know. Yeah. Very like medical experiment esque. Yeah. Sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So like with this case, it's one, it's what almost 200 years old at this yeah. point. And um, so throughout the years, there has been like a lot of, wild speculation that has occurred with this uh but there are at least that we know of two known facts that we have stated thus far um about the fire incident and that's with one uh is that the rescuers found seven slaves in the attic that were um sorry one is that the rescuers found seven slaves in the attic and two those slaves were found to be uh tortured they were starved and they were also chained up to okay. the wall so like there was torture that occurred we found slaves in the attic and they were tortured <laughs> to what extent that's where the, all the speculation starts to come into play Absolutely. so the details of the torture were embellished of course over the years and the most uh in most exaggerations can be actually traced back to books written by commentaries well after the fire like we're talking back to like the 1940s <laughs> They were still writing stuff about this fire, about this incident. That's insane. Yeah. Um, the more gruesome stories um, are just traditions told by a journalist by the name of uh, Jean Delavine. I think that's how you say it. Uh, and they, they were written in her book entitled The Haunted House of the Rue Royale in 1946. <laughs> So Delphine claimed to have come upon her information from, quote, old newspaper accounts, interviews, and neighborhood hearsay. Uh, Delphine also declared that when the house was sold, workers went about rebuilding the house. And that's when they discovered numerous human skeletons were beneath the home uh, in all sorts of positions, helter-skelter, barely covered in soil. Ah, super-duper horrific. Um and that's some of the skulls had like holes in them from like, you know, signs of experimenting, experimentation and such. Um, but the fact of the matter is that actually all of that information is actually untrue. Uh, there was no um, horrific uh, skeletal right. scene, burial scene found on the property. So they did find some remains on the property, but they were 
they were already noted deaths. There wasn't like any like mysterious deaths that did occur in the property. But Ooh. I mean, there were some people that were buried there, but they were already known and like documented. So it wasn't like too gruesome. Right. Um, as the rumors have started to spread. Um, and uh, in fact, the original building remained in ruins for at least another four years until it was rebuilt by a man named Pierre Trast- Trastor. Um, yeah. After uh, 1838, and it assumed the appearance that it has today. Uh, so not even the original original building even stands today. <laughs> so um, over the following decades, it has been used as a public school, a conservatory of music, and an apartment building, uh, a refugee for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, and a luxury apartment building. Uh, newspapers at the time also exaggerated the story. While other newspapers in the area said that the slaves were kept in poor conditions, the New Orleans Bee newspaper took it many steps further by <laughs> saying that these slaves were tortured and some of them appeared to be a part of medical experiments. Um, but the thing to keep in mind with this newspaper is that the New Orleans Bee had a reputation of essentially being the National Enquirer. So just like the equivalent of um, just tabloid. like, yeah, just a stupid tabloid or just trash facts, quote, trash facts that you hear on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Just horrendous garbage you hear online. Um, so they're likely, most likely untrue. Um, they were the only newspaper to include stories about uh, the horrendous torture the slaves suffered. Um, and also historians argue that the Bee's article about the fire, uh, the slaves, and the Lalauris were based on information they obtained by hearsay. And there's a little Your bit of tea that comes hearsay. with this, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the best part about this is that there is actually a little bit of tea that comes with this as well. To double down on the debunking mutilation theory, uh, the newspaper's informant was a uh, man by the name of Monsieur Torrell, who was a longtime neighbor of Madame LaLaurie, who also had a huge crush on Delphine, but his love was unrequited. Unrequited? Unrequited. She didn't like him back. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was known uh, that Montreal had uh, made advances towards Delphine for years. Damn. Yeah. And journalist Megs Frost, or Megs Frost, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name or her name, called Montreal out on his bullshit story, noting that that same year, 1834, Montreal was praising LaLaurie's treatment of her slaves in the Sunday magazine section of the New Orleans Times, uh, the article of which was published um, February, uh, the February before the fire occurred. So, um, and he also had covered for LaLaurie in the, uh, in Leah's story too, the, the young slave girl that fell off the roof of the house. He also covered for her then too. So um, he was just like, I see your bullshit. You're just telling stories. What's actually going on? So all the uh, the, the medical uh, torture part of it was debunked and uh, proven not to be true, unfortunately. Can I so. just say, I feel mm-hmm. absolutely lied to. I believed this right? shit for years. <laughs> Same. I oh, my God. Believe. I want to believe. What is that? The X-Files? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cute X Files music here <laughs> for DMC purposes. I'll just sing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. 
Yeah. So this motherfucker had a huge crush on this lady. Mm-hmm. He was turned down. His fragile masculinity then led him to spread rumors about her. Mm-hmm. And make people believe she was this... I mean, she she is. She's a slave owner. Yeah. But a horrible person. Just to get back at her. because hundreds of years. Like two centuries now. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Just because uh, she didn't want to date him. What was his name? That was it. Oh, God. Montreal? Monster. Montreal. Fuck you, Montreal. What the fuck? Uh, also, I totally said his name like four different times in that paragraph. I totally yeah. know I did. But that's okay. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. that's insane. That's fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to say I feel bad for her, but I hate him. Oh, he for sucks. Sure. Yeah. He sucks. But um yeah, so going back to justice. <laughs> yeah. What's even what? more fucked up is the justice that occurred. The justice <laughs> that occurred should... exactly. <laughs> or what so, we should say didn't it occur? <laughs> the justice that did not occur. Zero mm-hmm. justice. Zip zilch nada no justice occurred in this case where is madame delphine lalari you may ask we don't know <laughs> we literally don't know no one yeah. knows where she's buried <laughs> exactly she escaped from nola during the mob raids after the fire and she fled to paris since they're i don't know since these are the 1830s they're really is like super bad documentation regarding people mm. and like their death and stuff um but yeah, it's presumed that she died in France in 1849, according to French archives. But mm-hmm. then again, we don't know her, like, where she was buried. We don't know if that was actually her. We don't know if she actually ended up in France or if she sunk on the way there. Who knows? Because yeah. ships, Titanic, etc. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's highly likely that she did go back to France. Um, yeah. So we well, she went. It is found. It is factual that she did go back to France, but we Ooh. don't know if she died there or if she's buried there and or buried there. Okay. So uh, we do know that after she left New Orleans, um, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. I don't know how you New say Orleans. it. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> we do know that Delphine did go. Did in fact go back to France, and that her ship did dock in Mobile. I think it's Mobile, Alabama, um, before continuing the journey to Paris. Um, I think that's Mobile, Alabama. I didn't note that in my notes, but it just says Mobile. Yeah. Mobile. So I'm assuming that's what that is. But more of the story. Uh, her death is shrouded in mystery, uh, just as her life was, uh, from being gored to death while hunting boar on her uh, French countryside manor property to uh, her secretly returning to New Orleans later in life under an assumed name and died in secret. Uh, We don't know, but historians widely accept that she did die in France. Uh, But there are records kept in France that also show that she did die, uh, like you said, on December 7th, uh, 1849. Or did she? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but uh, (laughs) most likely. Uh, But there is a popular theory, um, a popular conspiracy theory, if you will, that Lori is actually buried in the Blanc tomb in St. In the St. Louis Cemetery number one plot. Um, and what's even what makes this even juicier is that the identity of the resident in tomb number one is actually unknown. So we don't know who there's no record of who is actually buried there. So that might be her. It makes you wonder. 
Um, and also there was supposedly a plaque found with uh, Delphine's Libori, uh, Delphine's name on a plaque identifying the remains. Uh, but I didn't look into it, so I can't tell you any further about it. But that's why they think that it's her, but it might also be a forge. Who knows? So, Or it might be another Lollari. I don't know. True. <laughs> yeah. You like know? her family was still there. Like she left, but her family still stayed. So Exactly. Knows? Yeah. Wow. Your... That's uh that's crazy yeah what are your final thoughts on all this um well i'm gonna start off by saying slavery has never been and never will be okay it's still going on today it's not okay Mm -hmm. it's not okay never will be no human should be owning another human (laughs) (laughs) um it's bullshit and those people that were slave owners and those that sympathize with slave owners can kiss my sweet ass anyway amen Slavery was horrific, as it was, um, but this shit was just, like, through the roof horrific, or at least what Mm -hmm. I thought I knew about it, but Mm -hmm. now after you, like, debunked it all and kind of brought to light what, um, shoot, what was his name? Marietta? Oh, Oh, Montreal. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The shitty neighbor. The shitty neighbor. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. The stupid journalist from the 1940s. (laughs) It just comes to show that... I don't know. Guys have had fragile eagle e- egos since like the 1800s, probably yeah. even sooner than that. Um, but people are just assholes. Yeah. Also, the way that people fabricate this kind of stuff, and it's just a whole game of telephone for 200 plus years. And here we yeah. are today with like me believing every aspect of it without even investigating. Which, thank you so much. You are a godsend. Well, yeah. I tried. <laughs> I did. My I would have gone best. exactly. I would have gone on like another 30 years maybe still believing this before I actually uncovered it. <laughs> that is fair. But, There's actually a couple of books that I found that um, I don't have them uh, written down or I would tell you them, but I, there are a couple books on um, like the, the like reliable history books on yeah. the, the Lori um, events. And I kind of want to look into it. So um, yeah. if I do end up picking it up, I'll, I'll maybe like make a, a post on it and let you guys know how it is but um Hell yeah yeah until then who book knows club. when i'll get to it but it's on my book re- it's on my book read list <laughs> i love it yeah oh there you go maybe we can have like a a book club of all like the Ooh. spooky things that um of all the like the the books that we can recommend and put them on that would be Discord so or something. cool i love it i also believe like refuse to believe that her husband wasn't involved if anything i feel like he was probably the mastermind behind it um if all of that stuff had occurred, you know, like there's, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, with the medical experiments. Exactly. Like Definitely mm-hmm. medical experiments. Um, but I don't know. Either way, they can rot in hell for thinking they can own people. Um, also, I don't know. I just keep thinking about some of the stuff that allegedly happened to these slaves back to like medieval torture, which oh, we should definitely yeah. do an episode on. Um, yes. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It, it, it It's just... There's not that much time between, like, medieval times and the 1800s, but mm-hmm. it just shows that, like, nothing has really changed and people are still just horrible. Um, oh, absolutely. Regardless yeah. of the time in history, we're still pieces of shit to each other. Exactly. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, and, like, my last thought is just, where the fuck did she go? <laughs> yeah! Like, she, she definitely went to France, but, like, where did her body go? Mm-hmm. What I, happened? What are there happened? still like surviving Lollaries to like <gasps> test bones and DNA? You know, to like yeah. truly confirm where she's buried. 
I don't know. Just just the speculations of everything that happened was just oh, so sure. much worse than American Horror Story. Ugh. All right. Well, yeah. What are your final thoughts? Yeah. No. The uh, the issue that always bothered me, which um, you had called out beforehand, is that the the doctor Doctor Lori is always overlooked in history. We never talk about him. I didn't even like know anything about him until we did the research, and like I had to dig. I had to dig just to find yeah. anything out about this man. And I, I have, there's no like records of what happened. Well, I don't know if there's no records. I didn't find anything about what happened to him after the, the fire and the incident. Also, I don't know what occurred. Kids? Yeah. I, I have no idea what happened to this family. So that's also just another mystery that I want to carry out of this show and maybe do like a, um, I don't know, like a, a not a rewind, but kind of like a, um, a callback episode, mm. like a follow-up episode on the Lorries, and if we find any new information to, to kind of document it. But there's so many, I have so many questions from this case. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of find it hilarious, which is like, it's not funny, but it kind of is, but I still find it funny that he still, like he will forever be overshadowed by his wife. <laughs> <laughs> the husband of Madame Delphine Lorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think that's always funny too. Uh, but regardless, they're both horrific assholes. And uh, I just really wish they were both called out and something actually happened to them punishment-wise. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the positive outcomes uh, that occurred um, after this devastating uh, discovery uh, was that it actually forwarded the anti-slavery movement in Louisiana, which is pretty interesting. Okay. Um the incident at the LaLaurie's occurred during the apex of the Americanization of Louisiana. So there was already strong disagreements on the regulation of slavery. Uh, and also, I think one could kind of speculate that kind of Delphine and her family were kind of the scapegoats. Yeah. And they were used as like a an example of like, why slavery so bad type of thing. Um, but like, still, they were still, like, they were still shitty slave owners. Um and they were also, because they were such, like, a big name in the city, like, they were such a huge socialite, too. I wonder if, like, taking them down, they were just kind of used as an example to move the, the movement forward. We're glad it happened. Yeah. Um, but still, um, I still wish they got in trouble for it. But even though they were well known of who it was, they still escaped punishment. Yeah. Uh, and then also, um, the other good thing was, is that it also exposed the interworkings of the rich and how the uh, city actually operated in New Orleans. So, yeah. Um, or it kind of shined like... a light on the, the, the evil workings. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if they got an invitation to one of her balls, like they had to owe her a favor, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like you kept an unspoken your mouth rule, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. But Creep Factor Baby, hit me with ew, it. What you got? Absolutely. A five <laughs> out of five. I'm going to go total white girl on this. I can't even. <laughs> like, just while writing out like all of those things, I I had to take a step away a couple of times mm -hmm. just to recom like decompose. Recompose. <laughs> decompose. Decompose. Recompose myself because um, that shit was wild, man. I don't know. I just – I can't even imagine – the psychological torture that they allegedly went through, you know, oh, it's, yeah. And just what would trigger someone so badly to go on this type of rampage if it did happen, which it's been debunked. So mm -hmm. thankfully it, I mean, there were still people that were tortured yeah, and like hanged up there, but, or hung, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's still insane. It, I don't, 
I don't know. I mm. yeah. yeah, it's just uh, it's just still like a, a wild thing that occurred. It's just like one like small incident of just people being like super shitty to other people and then it getting like blown out of proportion, which I think yeah. maybe for possible maybe bigger political reasons than it ever should have been blown out of proportion for in the first place. So I think that's like a really fun connection. But like, dude, exactly. it's totally gnarly. <laughs> Yeah, the details. gnarly dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just the, the stories that came from it and just, like, the gruesome, horrific things that people have imagined come from this uh, mansion I find to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, the, the human imagination, I think, is more wicked than the story actually really is. Yeah. Uh, but this story does fall into, like, the trope of, like, the perfect neighbor who's secretly a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> killing and torturing people in their house um but even like when you uh remove the rumors uh and you look more into it and the historical events that play into the possible events i think it is it makes for like a juicier story and so when yeah just think about it like one of the city's richest elites uh is now torturing and experimenting on uh slaves like how juicy how dramatic (laughs) give me the tea give me the Earl Grey tea. I had to think yeah, of a cup of tea. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You're good. So um, at this point in history, the only two things that we do know about the LaVorie incident the fi- at the fire is that they did find slaves in the attic and that those said slaves did show signs of torture and uh, were starved. So that's yeah. the only things we really do know. The extent of it like we do know that they were chained and they were you know tortured but the extent of the you know the atrocities that did occur to them the majority of them were falsified or fake yeah. to begin with which is like kind of a huge bummer uh but still after all these years the uh the story still holds up and um uh, it's just carried on the uh it's just carried through history on the back of lies. So that's pretty fun. Uh, but it is on my my bucket list to travel to when I go to New Orleans. Absolutely. So. I would love but to go there. And also visit a bunch of haunted houses. So thank you guys so much for listening to our creepy stories and wild speculations today. I'm so glad that we debunked. Woo! Woo! (laughs) I'm so glad that we debunked, like, everything, pretty much. Um, Yeah. At least with, like, the horrific things. Yeah, I totally would have gone on for, like, another 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Believing Mm -hmm. all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Again, this is a Dark by Design podcast. Please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe, and follow for more monstrous episodes released every Sunday at midnight. Um, You can find more information about today's topic on our website at darkbydesignpodcast.com or on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. We're going to start streaming on Twitch soon at darkbydesign underscore podcast. Um, Yeah, go ahead and listen to us on your favorite podcast. Uh, podcast streaming website or, or website yeah site and watch our show on the youtube channel if you want to see our lovely faces um if you guys go ahead and drop us a five-star rating we'll read out your names on the next episode hell yeah my dudes so if you want to hear your name but two <laughs> totally not famous people drop <laughs> us a rating <laughs> we're just here to make friends and talk about exactly shit, so we want to talk to you also if you have um 
yeah, if we, we also want to hear from you guys. So remember, it's a two-way relationship. If you have a creepy encounter, ghost story, or personal true crime story uh, that you'd like to share with your fellow coven members, DM us your story on social media, or preferably email us at darkbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. If it's a listener story, go ahead and put listener story up in the subject line. Uh, if not, if it's some sort of commentary, anything that we should know, et cetera, just, you know, Give us a cool subject line so we read it. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Thank you again so much for joining us. Um, our next, I'm so, I'm very excited for our next episode and I can't wait to release that and let you guys hear that. But until next time, uh, please enjoy all the information on our website that we've uh, listed above and check out all the fun information and pictures that we found. And uh, yeah, other than that, oh, I think. Last thing. Yes. Rachel mm-hmm. streams on Twitch. Follow her at Miss Quirk. Oh, two goodness. Ks. Yeah. Thank you. And also, <laughs> Beverly's a really cool artist, so go check her out. Her name is um, uh, Beverlox on all socials, and all of our Fuck socials yeah. are also linked on our social medias as well. So, And also Down in the there. descriptions below. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we will see you uh, next Monday at midnight or Sunday at midnight, whatever it is, and uh, or Sunday at midnight. And until then, be nice to yourself, be nice to other people, and uh, peace out, Girl Scout. Bye. <laughs> Fuck!